In the late 20-teens, two brothers realized the one way to solve the world's unsung problems. Sell their dad's minivan, buy a microphone, and smoke a lot of weed. It's hypocrisy. Get you live from the Tower of Toke, the Isengard of Blazing Hard, the Empire State of Getting Baked. I'm Ryan, and I'm John. How's it going, Ryan? Pretty good, John. So yeah, uh, for those of you um, who are just tuning in for the first time, which is all of you, this is the first time we've ever done this. We have recently come into a lump sum of cash. And realize we kind of want to use it to give back to the world. Yeah, I mean, we, we look at the world and uh, there's a lot of problems. Uh, and, and a lot of those problems, people, people just aren't paying attention to, you know? Like, there's just, they're not getting the thought they deserve. Exactly. And they're, honestly, like, the thought that they are getting is kind of just a little too square. Yeah, I mean, like, it's... Sure, you can use science, you can use numbers, but, like, we all know that some of these, you know, intractable problems the world is facing, they're gonna require some pretty creative fucking thinking to, to, to break through, you know, to crack this nut. And that's where we come in. Mm-hmm. We get real creative, and we come up with the best solutions for all the world's problems. Yeah. Uh, you ready to get creative, man? Oh, fuck yeah. Let's do this. Oh yeah, Phil his mental juice is flowing. Mm. <sighs> uh, <coughs> Basically, <coughs> what you're what you're you're gonna see and what you're gonna get with hypocrisy is <coughs> we're gonna <coughs> get a bunch of problems delivered to us. Mm. And then we're gonna we're gonna discuss them. We're gonna figure out the real systemic roots to these issues. You know, it's never really what you see on the surface. And um, we're gonna solve them. We're gonna come up with adequate solutions a hundred percent of the time. Uh, every single practice run we've done of this has been flawless. So yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, we're gonna we're gonna dig these problems up. You know, by those systemic roots, right? They're, they're like a dandelion. You know, they look all pretty on the top, and like, oh, it's a nice flower. But then, you know, you dig deep, and it's got this, like, gnarly-ass, inch-thick taproot. You gotta, you gotta dig in there, right? You gotta, you gotta cut it up, and you gotta salt what remains. That's what we're gonna do to society's ills. Salt the fucking earth. And, you know, Ryan, I... I, I mean, I hate to do this, but I think there's already one problem uh, here in our studio that, that we have to address. What's that, man? I mean, like, I, I know it's shitty to call you out, you know, on our first show and everything, but you're really kind of just, like, 
kind of just glossed over our entire time traveler, you know, listenership. Like, implying that no one could have listened to this podcast before? That's pretty fucking close-minded of you, man. <sighs> okay, I'm sorry. I get I get that it's this hip progressive thing these days to just be, like, super open-minded with people who like to just transgress beyond their current timeline, but, like, I'm just not really ready for that quite yet. It just goes so against every one of my beliefs and understandings of how the world works. <laughs> like, I just can't even wrap my mind around the concept of someone just stepping back into the past at will. Yeah, I mean, uh, granted, it's kind of freaky, and sure, it's breaking, you know every lore of God, man, and temporal dynamics, but I'm just asking you to keep an open mind and, and, you know, not alienate anyone, you know, this early on in our podcast run. You know, that's all I'm asking. I mean, they're they're time travelers. They're timies. Just just do do this for me, Rai Rai. Do this for me. And we know there's absolutely no way anyone ever listens to a podcast out of order, so they would have to be time travelers to be listening to this episode. Not as the first episode of this that they ever hear. Anyway, let's find some problems, man. I mean, All right, man. Okay, so we we got our uh, trusty old uh, computing device called the uh, the Problematic ninety eight. I like to think of it more as the Problemtron two thousand myself, but yeah. Well, we can agree to disagree. Yeah. And um, what we can agree on is it is the the highest in state of the art problem detecting technology. Uh, it's connected to our vast web of sensors and informants around the globe. And really, I don't think there's anyone else with technology like this. So this this is going to be a big leg up on, on the problem-solving competition for the Hypocrisy podcast, I think. Definitely. All right, I'll throw the lever. Wait, wait, wait. I, I think there's something coming up on the screen. Oh. Nah, it's still buffering. Oh, Christ. Make it stop. I think we've got ourselves a problem. Oh, oh, no. No. (laughs) It was still buffering. All right. All right. I think the problem is coming to focus, finally. Yes? I think I'm going to need a moment to steady my nerves. Sorry. One second. One second. (laughs) All right. Okay, that's better. So, this this story follows a man who evaded the authorities. Wait, no, no. Let's try that again. What, what is this one? Explain this one to me, John. Oh, I'm dying. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm, like, trying to read this problem right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's, like, words missing from it or something, but, like, none of it makes any sense to me. So, just... I think in your voice, I'll be able to understand it a bit better. All right, I'll, I'll, let, let me have a look at this one. Uh, so, so with this problem, uh, <coughs> taking a close look, it seems like there is a man in Alaska who's operating a small strip club, just just a you know a casual affair. Looks like there's about uh, eight exotic dancers, and costs about you know. an entrance, um, you know, a head. He's operating the strip club on his converted crabbing vessel, you know, out on the water. And and so he he seems to be, uh, he's he's getting by. I don't know what the the local strip club ordinances are up in Kimberly Cove, Alaska, but 
he's getting by by it, it, it's not operating as a strip club per se it's actually operating as a water taxi so like you get on the boat and you pay your $25 and you're like hey take me across the water and there just happen to be eight presumably beautiful women uh, gyrating in a corner I like that you you said presumably beautiful. Yeah, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to paint us into a corner here. Takes all types. <laughs> Takes all types, Ryan. Okay. You know, every person's a special snowflake. So, but where this story gets interesting, right, is it's actually like this deep-seated, like, hardcore-ass crime tale. Because this dude is a, is a known felon. He was fined and sentenced to probation in January while operating the, the, the floating strip club for disposing human waste improperly off the side of his boat. To a level where it became a federal charge. Right, yeah, no, th- this wasn't like, you know, like someone really had to get rid of a dirty diaper. Uh, th- th- this is like a, a serious, if you pardon the phrase, this is a serious dumping infraction. Oh, but he's, he says the federal poop charges were retaliation from authorities and others who disapprove of the exotic dancer business. Right. So I think this is it, right? Like, he's not officially operating a strip club, so they can't officially charge him with, like, any crime, you know, any sort of, like, public decency crime or something, right? Some moralistic bullshit. Instead, they have to, like, they have to get him, you know, down the sidelines as, like, a fucking mafia boss, right? You don't get them on the killings. You get them on the tax evasion, or the shit dumping. <laughs> or the shit dumping. You know, I, Which, I think yeah. that is a chapter in The Untouchables. It's, like, not the most remembered scene. Uh, but, like, Al Capone's just there with a bucket, just, like, shoveling away. Yeah, that for some reason, mafiosos just love to just dump shit into waterways. And that was actually a very common way many mob bosses were brought down back in the day. I think it's like if you get to a certain level of crime, there's things you need to do just for like the public image of it, right? You've got to get a top hat. You've got to grow a mustache. You've got to try. To, uh, you've got to tie a woman to the train tracks, mm-hmm. and you've got to dump shit in public waterways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um. It's, it's important. Hat-trick. It's important. Like, there's no way you can call yourself a proper villain without getting the full ensemble going. Which... And I mean, at this point, this guy is well on his way to, like, hardcore mobsterhood, right? Like... He's got the strip club. Yeah, he's got a front, which is, like, in the public transit business, which we know is, like... Rife with mafia dudes. Exactly. Like, you can't step foot on a fucking metro bus without, like, just seeing the dudes in, in you know, in suits and, like, big rectangular shapes sticking out under their arm. Yeah. Maybe it's a big sandwich. Maybe... Maybe if it's a briefcase full of money. Right. And they're on their way to a drug deal. Or it's a briefcase full of guns. And they're on their way to a gun deal. Man, the world's a dangerous place. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in a club called the Wild Alaskan. That's a rough and tumble, rough and tumble strip club if I ever heard of one. I don't know, dude. Wild Alaskan sounds more like it's like a, like a light beer or like a family seafood restaurant. <laughs> Sorry, Ride Dog, but you're like, <laughs> you're off the line there. If there's one thing that like is taking that dude's hardcore villain cred down a peg, it's the name of his establishment. Man, I guess maybe we're just both kindred spirits when it comes to poorly naming 
our uh, villainous establishments because I would totally name it the Wild Alaskan too. All right, all right. Hmm, what would I name my like hardcore crime front business? Hmm, Pride Rock. Like in the Lion King, you know, man. Like that's a place you go to be fucking king. Oh, I, I thought I was gonna, I was gonna say, is that like what you call your like, uh, your like crack, your crack cocaine? Oh, it's just Pride Rock. Uh, I think it's both. Like I, I own like the club called Pride oh Rock. Oh my god! But it's like the, uh, you know, the front for my. <laughs> so ballsy my, my crack business yeah you just you you make the illegal thing that you do you name after your own establishment like the street name for it they'll never after suspect your me <laughs> just to like flaunt that in front of the authorities because it's not like they can use an urban dictionary in court right and i think that's <laughs> that's what all of this is really all about it's it's inadmissible because it's not a common enough slang term yeah i mean and like what all this is about is just being able to, like, flaunt authority through loopholes, which is truly an American tradition. Like, hats off to you, owner of the Wild Alaskan. Yeah, I think he's he's living out a certain, like, element of the American dream, right? He's he's this sort of, like, he's he's got a burgeoning business. He lives the outlaw love style. Love style? Lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, no, it's the love style, the love out, style. out of the Wild Alaskan of Kimberly Cove, Zachary Bay, Alaska. <laughs> Uh, so he's a free spirit. He doesn't live, he only loves. Every mm. minute of every day. Indeed. He loves driving that boat, he loves watching those beautiful women, and he loves dumping that shit into the <laughs> Chesapeake Bay. Mostly dumping the shit into the Chesapeake Bay, which, to be honest, like, wouldn't you? Like, there's gotta be something thrilling about that whole, like, villain get up. I do remember now that the Chesapeake Bay is actually on the other side of the United States. <laughs> but were this man... In Boston. Hey, I'm he sure makes he the would. trip. Yeah. And it's worth it. Because this man is a go-getter. He is pulling himself up by his shit-covered bootstraps. Mm-hmm. All right, so what what have we learned from this particular story? I, I mean, I think it's that you've gone to follow your dreams, right? Yeah, and if your dreams conflict with the law, remember... There's a whole lot of shit you can do to just circumvent the law. Mm, yeah. I mean, like, I would consider, you know, uh, that's, that's sort of just like the, 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 have the prep you have to do, right? So, like, you got to look up how you're going to, you know, avoid, you know, getting a license here and there or, you know, filing the right paperwork or ever paying taxes or not going to jail because you had to rub out your rivals like those are just nobody nobody in america ever got ahead by playing by the rules fact you can quote me on that Mm -hmm. put it in the history books so um (laughs) hey uh hey rygon yeah uh should we tell the the good people a little bit about our uh you know our our financial backers our our, uh, sort of like um What's the name of the uh, uh, Daddy Moneybags? Yeah. Know, from oh man. Yeah. Let them know about Daddy Moneybags. Yeah, yeah. So, um, our Daddy Moneybags today is inaudible.com. Hey, Jay On, are you tired of not having the time to read? Boy, am I. Well, why not let famous people do the reading for you? 
We're partnering with Inaudible.com to bring you thousands of recordings of some of literature's greatest classics as read by the celebs you love. Check out Robert Downey Jr. reading War and Peace. Listen to Winona Ryder reading Pride and Prejudice. Or even The Da Vinci Code, as read by Miley Cyrus. Express train. The next stop is Fulton Street. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. That one really is a page turner, huh? And we've got a very special offer for you Hypocrisy listeners. Go to inaudible.com, click the microphone in the corner, and sign up using the offer code HYPOCRISY for a special four-week trial and a free copy of Kellyanne Conway reading The Art of the Deal. Alright, now shall we look up another problem to solve for the good people? The good people of the world, that is? I believe the good people of the world do need another problem being solved. Here, let me uh, let me check our email. Ah, oh, shit. What's up? Our, uh, we're out of we're out of uh, AOL hours. What? Free trial? Yeah, our, la- our latest we, free trial disc is out. We just put one in. That's good for like thirty hours. What the fuck uh, happened? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, did you download one whole JPEG of porn over the connection, Ryan? You know that uses all our hours. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a, it's been a dry year. Oh my god, jeez, you are so gross. All right, well, we we should still have like, what? We should have another CD somewhere, right? Like we got, like five thousand oh. in that when that blockbuster went out of sale. Yeah, shit, my buddy Ronnie, um, he he actually he got me a CD lately. Um, here. Oh yeah, find wait. It. Yeah, it's one of those bootleg ones. People oh, like shit. Fu- fucking cracked it at one point and figured out how to get a million million hours out of AOL. Oh, man, that is that's rad. Why, I mean, it's why AOL went under, but they're now they're just stuck as this kind of, like, phantom zombie company that's forced to just give out hours of internet. Right, because that was, like, AOL's unfinished business in life, and now in death, it is, like, it's cursed to just keep working, giving out those yeah. sweet, sweet hours. Yeah, the hack just basically imprisoned the company's soul and keeps it around. Apparently, we here we go. Shoop. Hey, what the... What the fuck's that? What the f- What the fuck? Dude, 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 stop it! That, dude! It's ransomware! What the fuck? Holy shit! Wait, wait! Arca- activate the problem retrieval backup systems! Backup systems active! We gotta save at least some of them. I'm mashing the print key. It's not printing. Oh, wait, no! It's starting to come out! Oh, thank god. It's just coming out real slow. Oh. Alright. Oh, fuck! Christ! Fuck you, Ronnie. Dude, what the fuck did you do? My dad's gonna fucking kill us, man. <sighs> Shit. Yeah, he's not gonna like that I got fun on his computer. Um, shit. Well, we'll we'll figure this out. Figure this out. Um, they'll they'll email us soon. Let's know their demands, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get them whatever they need. All right. So, well, while we wait for the the digital terrorists to uh, oh man, to, you I'm know, rattled, though. Oh, that problem's actually mostly printed out, though. Yeah, I mean, so. like we we got some time to kill. Let's let's look at this. I mean, we you know we may as well fix the world while we wait to find out you know how much we're in the hole for you fucking jagov. Oh man, I'm I'm sorry, man. It's not your fault. You couldn't have known. But fuck, fucking Ronnie. Fuck that guy. If I ever see him again, I'm gonna fucking shoot that guy. 
Man, that's a direct threat to Ronnie's life, isn't it? Can you confirm that? For certain? You fucking cop, man. No. You know I'd have to tell you. We love you, Ronnie, but seriously. We will kill you. We're fucking um, through. Yeah, you've destroyed the problem. Problemo. Problematic. 98. His name was the Problotron 2000. Okay, you gotta respect that shit. Alright, so the problem that we have today is a Las Vegas hotel has been sued for a life-size mannequin in the room. Just, like, because it was there? Yes. Um, but it's important. Okay. Uh, because... Traditionally, mannequins don't do much. You, like, put them in a place, they're good in the place. Yeah, but it was in a hotel room. So uh-huh. the guy kind of, you know, he gets home from his, like, out, his night out. The mannequin Vegas. does? No, the, the, the human that's oh. suing. Oh, uh, okay. Um, he returns to the room and he finds this manic, this human figure just kind of waiting for him in the darkness and it throws him into a panic before he can turn on the light and he turns around and stumbles in the darkness mm-hmm. and just gets wrecked, like just ruins his body on his way out. I mean, you, you can like, first of all, but, but, like I want to just commiserate with this guy because you can absolutely see how that would happen, right? Like you open the door to your hotel room. And you, you see a figure that's just, like, sitting there, completely still, you know, maybe staring at a wall, and, like, what the fuck is this, you know? Is it, like, a very, very still home invader who's maybe doing some, like, some sort of, like, zen meditation? Some, like, real qigong mindfulness shit? I mean, it... So, the human figure was a mannequin wearing a Miller Lite racing suit. <laughs> And it was locked in a glass cabinet. Oh, fuck, man. So, you, you, okay, you walk in, right? The lights are off. This dude is silhouetted. You can see he's cu- he's wearing, like, fucking hardcore leather, like some astronaut goddamn racing helmet, <laughs> and is in a glass cabinet. This dude is into some freaky eraser-head bullshit, and you should get the fuck out of there now. I yeah, see exactly. where he's coming from. Yeah, like, that man, anyone, like, nine times out of ten, you should have fled in that situation. And the one time out of ten is you are totally expecting it because you ordered it. It's Vegas, baby. <laughs> oh, man. So could this be as simple as a case of, like, someone was like, hey, you know that thing I said I'd be kind of interested in? Like, could you, could we do that? Like, could you deliver that to my hotel room? It's uh, It's room 603, but, like, it's actually room 604, but but the the, the hotel, oh, they're like, hey, anything goes. They just send it on up. Like someone just, someone just, or maybe just a just classic mix-up, you know? It's like room service getting delivered to the wrong room. Yeah. Your mannequin in a Miller Lite racing suit in a glass cabinet got delivered to the wrong room. So I think there's like a second angle that this story is not covering, which is there's actually two victims here. There's the guy who, like, saw the mannequin, was surprised, and, like, wrecked his body irreparably. And there's the guy in the room next door, whose, like, sexy time Miller mannequin never got delivered. Never. <laughs> he was sitting there, God, like, did he think he'd been stood up? Like, he'd, he'd asked for a thing too much? That's, that's genuinely heartbreaking. Like, he, you know? he's, he's probably never gonna feel free to express this kink again. Like, he came to Vegas expressly because he was like... You know, I'm going to finally do it. I'm going to, like, embrace this side of myself. I'm going to see how it feels to 
order the the entombed glass sex doll wearing a Miller Lite light beer racing suit into my bedroom. And now he, he's just received like the ultimate of kink shames, right? He got kink stood up. Yeah. And so he's, he's like, I, I can never do this again. I must bury this part of myself. Yeah, see, I think there's this like really deep societal ill at play here where we have this really weird uh, standard where we value this man's physical injuries so highly. He's allowed to sue. Mm-hmm. But the I mean, person wait, just whose heart out. was broken, the person whose heart was broken, isn't allowed to sue. Right. I mean, it's it's a tragedy, certainly. I'm sorry. What were you going to point out? Oh, uh, just that. Like, the lawsuit claims that he suffered undefined injuries, which could go either way. But he's suing. We'll assume they're they're pretty shattering. Undefined industry. Undefined injuries to his body, limbs organs mind and nervous systems notice though that they didn't list hearts true enough so you can sue for everything but a broken heart and that's that's really cruel that's a really cruel like empty empty part of our society you know Dude, do you want to go and record, like, a country western song right now? Can't sue you for my broken heart. <laughs> yeah, I can't sue for a broken heart. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's the American dream. It's the American dream. It's the ultimate country western song. Yeah, this is this is really fucked up. Just all around. Um... And I, I feel for the dude whose body's permanently damaged or whatever. But like I need to I need to make sure like I need to know that the the person whose heart was broken kinda like like at least it was made whole some way, you know? Well, so how do we do this? Because we're gonna have to like investigative journalists this ourselves, right? So can, can I, we call I, I think the we delivery fix this company? On a systemic level. Oh that, that's true, that's true. Like uh, you know, who are we to sort of like take it into our hands to solve this one problem? No, we, we we've got to like tackle this as as academics. Yeah, we have to we have to fix it for everybody all at once mm-hmm. uh, with one deft decision. Right. It's like how Batman will never solve crime because he keeps just like taking on these individual cases one by one and and you know beating them into submission in a dark alley. Mm-hmm. We will solve you know, problems at the higher level so that they never happen again. And that's why we're smarter than Batman. Yeah, we're like a million Batman all at once. So, yeah, I... I I, I believe we need some kind of system of retribution or, or higher court to, to actually protect those who are heartbroken. Like the court of love. And the court of love would be, like, it would have to be a very, like, open-minded, sex-positive court of love. Like, if this is a court of love where you, you bring your case to them and you're like, hey, um, I got stood up by, you know, a, a, a freaky glass tomb sex mannequin who's, like, really into uh, into NASCAR, like, and the judge 
throws it out or they laugh at you and they're like, ha ha. Your broken heart doesn't matter to us. We're only interested in in white Christian missionary love. Uh, you know, that, then that's not a... that's uh, We may as well have no court of love at all at that point. Like, this needs to be one freaky fucking love court. Yeah, or at least, you know, just one one that's able to be... Yeah, no, it's, it's just got to be freaky as shit. Actually, I was about to say, like, defined by the will of the people, but people aren't going to be ready for what's going to be thrown at this court. Because this court isn't going to... It's not going to exist in, like, the mainstream kind of, like, love pot that uh that most people know and love it's gonna be it's gonna be dancing on the fringe you're taking the serious cases what would the judges at sexy uh at freaky love court wear like would it still be the regular sort of like black gown or do you think they'd be allowed to sort of like you know express themselves a bit i believe they would have to express themselves in their their truest self like their truest form so you're saying there's a possibility that you know I might one day be be pleading my case of a broken heart to uh, you know a, a a legal high official in nipple clamps. Potentially, like I I like the way I envision it is in like the first court. It's like a council of like three judges, and uh, one of them is uh, dressed up as Cupid, like is just wearing a diaper and has okay. a bow and arrow, and then uh, the second one is um hmm, yeah i think the second one would probably be doing something with a lot of silk okay lots of something very flowy yeah um, yeah. takes it takes up a lot of space um and then the the third one the third one they escape me every time i try to think of them it just dances away just teasing me teasing me john like like it's it's uh you know fuck? like a, like a sneeze that you never have you know you're like what is that ah they're too sensual and unknowable whoa whoa right on calm down man stay with me I'm back we're uh, back do you feel better man. Yeah, we're good. Okay. You scared me there. Oh, uh, the last person is just a giant dick. <laughs> the much much needed balance. You've got sort of like the elegance of the silk, the you know, the pure-hearted innocence of Cupid. Yeah. And then the guy who's just like a fucking asshole like, "No, she was too good for you. Get over yourself." <laughs> Yeah, no, um, so, well, it, it's just, there's, like, there's pure libido, as represented by the, the giant sentient phallus. Oh. <laughs> um. I, I move, then, that this is actually a four-person person council. I want the, the, the giant living schlong, and the guy who's just, like, your dickish neighbor. <laughs> Both on there. Oh, a guy who's just, like, also just, like, met, like metaphorically a dick. Yeah, <laughs> he just cuts you down to size. <laughs> he, he, he is he is the force of shame. Like he, he's got like an opinion on everybody, and like no one likes him. He's a little too involved in everyone's business. He does an important job. Like you know, I hate him, but I respect him. That fucking dick. <laughs> so we all right. So we need we basically we we produce a love court. 
Yeah, we, we produce the love court. We staff it with the, uh, you know, the, the team that comprises all of the the corners and components of love. Um, yes, the uh, the judge of flirtation uh, with Cupid, um, the judge of elegance, uh, or the the judge of sensuality with uh, with the silk person, um, the the judge of libido with uh, the giant throbbing cock, and then the judge of uh i guess passive aggression <laughs> he's the judge of reality man he's the keep he's the guy who keeps you grounded and down to earth they actually they didn't even give him a title he's he's just kind of like they have like an appointed civilian he's not even a judge yeah yeah he's, he's like and he's an appointed civilian who isn't an immortal being they cycle them out once a year it's it's like being the student representative on your school governing board, right? Yeah, and for some reason, it's always just some douchebag. They always just drag the court down. I mean, that's that's just the law of averages, right, man? I guess. Have we heard back from those fucking those those you know, like cyber Osamas over there? Those like little fuckers who've gone and like done a terror crime on our dad's PC? Yeah. All right, yep, I got a message. It says, um... Oh, dear. Okay. So it says we're gonna have to pay them. <sighs> Fuck, um, I knew it. And then they'll unlock, right. they'll, unlock, they'll unlock the device. I think I got, free. like, five bucks on me. And like, yeah, maybe, well... Maybe, like, some Pez. Where we're going, we don't, we don't use dollars. This is the deep web. Do we use Pez? Nah, it's gonna be ransom bits. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I've heard of those. Yeah, it's an obscure cryptocurrency. Um, I think we're going to have to convert it from something else. Okay. Um, like, I don't think you can get you direct from dollars to that. I mean, that that's how deep we are in, in this web. This web of crime. Thank you, Ryan. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so I looked it up. And it looks like we're gonna have to um we're gonna have to go onto the local marketplace uh-huh. and buy our ransom bits with mm, I'm gonna have to say dark bucks. Oh fuck. Dark bucks. Yeah, oh, I shit. think we can get those on the gray market. Okay, let me see. Yeah, I don't think the gray market takes dark bucks. I mean takes like American dollars. Yeah, okay. It lo- it looks like we can get it with some uh some bit pounds. Oh shit, but you can only buy those if you're using US bucks. It's oh. like a, it's like you but it's it's all caps. It's like USB. Yeah. And then you see uh, yeah, it's like with those and then it's an X. It's X instead of CK. But then there's an S. Ah, shit. What? There's like all of the fucking exchanges are down except for this one. And it only takes electro euros. Fucking electro euros! Don't you know you can only buy those with one one zero 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 one zero zero zeros? Ah, god damn it! You can only get those with cell sense. Cell sense? Mm, that's such a fucking ob- fucking hackers and their obscure <laughs> cryptocurrencies. Fuck! Don't you know those can only be bought with smoke sense? Oh shit! Smoke sense? You can only get those with cat coins. Oh fuck! Uh, cat coins? Hmm, um, I think I might be able to convert a few of my S- Steam Store Workshop assets. 
I can liquidate some of those. Dude, no, and, that, they they are I, I get far too obscure. No, I gotta give them up. I gotta. No I gotta one's gonna take those. those. Right, well, to make it up to you, I can I can help pay some of that. Um, because I think I've still got a few I can has currency in my wallet. Uh, is that one of those like meme currencies? Yeah, dude, they're all the rage. Into those? Yeah, no, like, th- th- have you seen the futures on that shit? Like, one shows up, a uh, 10,000 people, you know, invest, the price spikes, and then, like, just as you're about to cash out, the dude who runs it just takes all the money and disappears. They're fucking amazing! Yeah, that's... I guess. Well, okay. I'll, I'll admit, I, I do have a shit ton of Dogecoin uh, set aside, so I can, I can... I can turn some of that over ransomware once we convert it through all those other currencies shit but what 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 else do what else do we got wait no dude look at your dogecoin wallet it's all gone i told you the system works oh my god it works perfectly i ain't even mad i mean primarily because i'm not the one who was robbed but um that's fine yeah you know live by dogecoin you die by dogecoin all right well i think um to pay for those Steam assets, we can probably send some money. Um, I think you can send money via Facebook now? Yeah, um, well, I can also Venmo you uh, through my PayPal account. Okay, sweet, 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 sweet. And then, um, I could actually, I could I could get you that back using Square Cash. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, I, I have a, like, shoebox I buried in the park. Um, I'm gonna go and dig that up, and I've got some change in there. Uh, so I'll give that to the bank and get that to you as soon as possible. That's a thing you can do? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You can actually just, like, hide money wherever the fuck you want. As long as no one finds it. I mean, that's awesome. I meant giving it to a bank. Yeah, I mean, like, we we only recently started being able to put things in banks, you know? It's why we've had such a need for so many cryptocurrencies. <laughs> this is This is the market naturally adjusting to the need. Yep. <laughs> the development of banking. Yeah, it's it's weird, but like I guess like it's just the central place where you can just put your money and it's like secure and it doesn't just all vanish all at once. Wait, no, no, no. They take all the money and then they they take all the money and and disappear, right? I mean, well, they haven't yet. So, although to be honest, they haven't been around much longer than most of these cryptocurrencies. So, mm. I don't know if we can really trust them. Give them time. I have faith in the system. Pretty yeah. sure the banks are gonna steal all our money. Pretty sure. All right. I hope we can count on that. Okay, so let's uh, let's set that up and uh, let let's do it. All right, I'm hitting the button on on uh, on my Square Cash. All right. Did it work? Did yeah, all the these transactions have gone through, and it's unlocked. Oh fuck yes! Oh thank Jesus. We are back in business. <sighs> You know how hard Dabler kicked your ass? Holy fuck, man. I know. He would he would have set my car on fire. He would never lay he would never lay a hand on either of us, but he he's known for doing some really sadistic shit. To property. Yeah, to property. Yeah. Like yeah. he he has no respect for I've never seen a man demolish goods. a chair like him. Yeah. Phew, okay. Do we have one more problem we can solve? And then I have to go like Chill the fuck out for a while. Do some of that, you know, Zen Qigong meditation that we learned from that dummy. Mm-hmm. That sexy, sexy dummy. Mm. It's Miller Lite jumper. So, Nightmare House Zillow listing tells buyers, don't ask about mysterious occupant upstairs. 
This doesn't seem like a problem at all. This seems like very clear instructions. Just don't ask about it. Buy the house. You love the house. It's great. Don't worry about the mysterious person living above you. They're fine. It specifically states, Upstairs apartment cannot be shown under any circumstances. Buyer assumes responsibility for the month-to-month tenancy in the upstairs apartment. Occupant has never paid, and no security deposit is being held. And, but there is a lease on in place. Yes, it does not make sense. Please don't bother asking. <laughs> that was in parentheses. So, there's two things I love about this. There's one thing I love about this. (laughs) There's one thing I like, one thing I love. The thing I love about this is the don't bother asking, which doesn't sound creepy as it does exasperated. Like, they're just sick of it. Like, no, I I know. I know it's weird. It's it's fine. Like, it, it won't be a problem, probably. Just, like... I'm so fucking sick of telling people about the weird person who lives in my house. And, like, they, they just they, they just don't want to, they they're done talking about it. And it's just like, this is just going to happen. They're very straightforward about the deal that you're buying yourself into. This home. Um, Cards are on the table. Do you want it or not? Please, I don't have time for bullshit. I, I just love that it was like, yeah, I know it doesn't make sense. They don't pay rent. This is nonsense. This is nonsense land. Why do you think we're selling? It's very frustrating. Please buy my house. I have no idea how this happened. This is cuckoo bananas. Please buy my house with the, like, mysterious gothic stranger living above me. Whoops. I woke up one day and the Babadook was there. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Sure, she watches me sleep now. It's fine. Doesn't pay rent. Shows me my dead husband all the time. But, like, what the fuck? Okay, um... Telling, just don't bother asking. Is that, does that, like, get you out of it? I think, I, I mean, I think so. Like, this person is being very clear, as we said. What more do we want from them? Is it illegal to not tell people the details of the, like, terrifying mystery person living in your house? I don't think so. They, I mean, they did establish that there was a terrifying mystery person living in the home. Just that they're not going to tell you anything more. They just, that person will remain a mystery until the moment you own that house. Which does not bode well. If, I mean, if this terrifying mystery person would damage the value of the home, then obviously they would want them to remain a mystery until you bought it. But clearly they haven't. Like, the house looks pretty nice. Like, they could do with maybe, like, a like a weekly gardening or something. But, like, it's a pretty nice-looking house. Yeah, it's Seems a nice fine. place. It is small, to have, I mean, this is essentially a one-story building with, like, sort of, like, a half level on top. So, yeah, the, the mysterious occupant doesn't get much space, and so presumably they roam. Yes. Um, the Judging by the appearance of the house, the, uh, the apartment at the top is more of a command center that leads to numerous uh, secret passageways throughout the home. Uh, many of them likely leading to be behind uh, paintings with eye holes cut out in them um, or bookcases that rotate. Don't forget uh, fireplaces with, with secret backs accessed by pulling on a nearby sconce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this individual is definitely part of the house. Um, it is It is not completely unheard of for these to still be around the south but they do have house creeps sometimes 
Oh, what's a house creep? Oh, so a house creep is they they usually stay within the family, um, and their role is uh they're they're these metaphysical beings um that basically just exist within a home and menace the people who own it. Hmm. It sounds very folksy. Yeah, it's very folksy. Uh, it's you know big big inspiration for a lot of horror movies. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just a very, it's it's kind of like a local flair kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I can see, like, given how sort of like the down-home charm of a, of a house creep might be, like, have these become trendy yet? Like, are all the hip urban youths, like, going around, like, hey, nice old house, we're just married, we'd love to move in, does it have a house creep? Yeah, you know, you know it's, it is kind of the artisanal thing to do again. You yeah, gotta they, do it for the cred. Yeah, and they were, I think they were on the edge of extinction, but I believe the uh, creep binding rituals have been going up even. And uh, soon more and more homes will have house creeps in them. Yeah, I mean, so. it's just sort of like it's supply and demand, right? Like now now it's hip again. You've got all these, you know, people who are getting into it, sort of like, um, you know, like like keeping bees in the city. Like yeah. yeah, I'm I'm in I'm into sort of like binding the spirits of like you know the angry dead to a family's home. Like it's what I do, man. It's how I express myself. Yeah, and you know, really, really, when you feel that cold touch caress the back of your neck when you're trying to sleep, there's you, nothing like it. Yeah, you'll know it was it was money well spent. Hmm. Nothing, nothing's more refreshing in those hot, hot southern nights. Than to be wrapped around by the clammy, ethereal arms of a uh, a long dead Civil War general. Mm-hmm. They are actually pretty good colors too. If you get a oh, good house beat, they get the big bushy beards too. They're like tickling the back of your neck. Mm. And fantastic, fantastic home security. Have you ever seen a horror movie where a burglar broke into somewhere and things went well for them? What about like a horror movie about a killer burglar? doesn't the bad guy usually like have some shit happen to them by the end you know like anyway so (laughs) even in that situation it was you're saying it wasn't great like (laughs) the day for a horror movie bad guy is always at best seven out of ten yeah exactly it's it's like yeah you might you might get to kill a bunch of people and then like barely survive at the end or like pop back up or something yeah Um, they're, they're always fighting for like the you know their existential you know existence i guess like their ability to to carry on like freddy krueger never shows up and is just like i'm having a fucking great day yeah exactly all these kids are dying real easy none of them have learned the ancient ritual to dispel me this is wonderful yeah i mean like (laughs) yeah see it's it's just not it's not it's not a safe world for a ghoul out there they're constantly under like mass amounts of stress being hunted all the time and everything and they usually find this kind of symbiotic relationship with these families they get to live in their home and menace them a bunch you get that out of their system it's really a beautiful thing you know and i mean i guess the saddest thing is this family has to move away from their house creep actually no it's worse than that because these people aren't sad they're leaving so clearly this this house creep has been away from its family for a very long time like this is maybe the the third or fourth generation of people who've moved into this house and been like oh there's a house creep just fucking a like we'll have to sell the house and uh, 
They uh, tend to be very hostile to most people that are not their original host family. So, right. yeah, it is kind of a menace after a few generations. The further removed you get, the more, like, kind of anxious and hostile they become. And it's that's just, not... No, yeah. That's not the house creeps' fault, though, right? Like, you know, that that that's like it's been mistreated and has developed a bad temperance. Like, can we, is it is there like a Caesar Romero of ghosts? Like half Caesar Romero and half Bill Murray from Ghostbusters, and he just shows up and he's like, "Hey, buddy, come on down from the rafters. It's cool. We're gonna work on this. Sit on my shoulder." And Colonel Su- Cu- <laughs> General Custer. <laughs> I mean, we're constantly rising incidents of house creeps being deployed all over all over this country we're gonna need those kind of those kind of whispers and inspectors who can kind of like help ease these creeps and convince them to like move on and stop living uh, rent free because that's really kind of like the obnoxious thing in this day and age is i'm sorry times can be tight and if people aren't paying like you know pulling their weight and paying their way and they're just kind of hanging out and menacing you all the time. It's just not a. It's not a convenience. It's not a benefit. It's it's not worth how folksy it is. It's true. Yeah, I mean, I like it as much as the next guy, but it's kind of a fad, and it's it's kind of taking advantage of a lot of people. So maybe that's it. Maybe we're just gonna have to to make house creeps illegal. Man. I mean, none of them have yeah, papers. People are going to be well. They they are ghosts. So <laughs> all I'm saying is, if he doesn't have a birth and death certificate, <laughs> I don't want him in my country. Take it up our graves. I think I think we should we should probably stop house creeps from being a thing. I think it's it's yeah. It's a cruel old timey practice, and it it creates just these kind of like just generations of strife you know where there's just like a house creep just lashing out against yeah. family after family sticking its arms through tvs at them shit like that making the walls bleed yeah and you're right but like we can't go around you know you know uh, rounding up and exercising every house creep in the world like and i i don't think even making them illegal is really solving the problem. Like this is this is hypocrisy, Ryan. We have to cut off the problem at the root, and 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 that means getting rid of the one thing that's bringing more house creeps to America. Death. Hipsters. I don't know if we're gonna fix death. I think we should put a pin in that, and we'll get back to it in another. All right. Episode. Yeah. We we'll we'll circle back to it. We'll circle back to solving death. Right. But we can deal with the hipsters. Keep trying to set up things in this old timey way, and it shouldn't be. There's a reason people stop doing it. Back in back in those times, people assumed their family would live in the same house forever. They like genuinely thought that would be a thing, you know, like <laughs> those old timey rubes. So like, of course, it made sense to have like a house creep, you know, that just like playfully pranked you mm-hmm. all the time and would occasionally spook you. Yeah, exactly. It's a pet that's there forever. And occasionally, like, asks you if any of its ancestors are still alive. And you're like, no, shut the fuck up. It just goes... And, like, you know, it's just... You create a very toxic situation when you rip it away from its original host family. 
All right, so uh, I think we, we've really solved all three of these problems, right? <laughs> first off, what the, what the fuck did we decide to do about the Alaskan okay, strip Okay, so club? first off, we should celebrate people who exploit loopholes. Um, exploiting loopholes mm. is the shit. Uh, and it means you're really good at things. Yeah, just follow your dreams wherever they take you and throughever they hate. Throughever. And throughever they may throw. Yep. Uh, so we did that. Follow your dreams. Fuck the man. Uh, we need to establish the court of love. I think that's really, mm-hmm. that's really quite important. Um, I think every hour that, you know, the world exists without the love court, properly staffed by, uh, you know, all of its judges and, and Kevin, um, you know, we're just getting poorer yeah, for the lack a, of it. It's a sad world without someone to find justice for the for those who are brokenhearted. And yeah, finally, uh, we need to put an end to uh, to people who are fucking binding house creeps to homes recreationally. It's sick. It's an, an it's an outdated practice, and it's not a way to treat a ghost. Mm-mm. Yeah. We're coming for you, hipsters. Mm. Better watch your backs! There will be a reckoning. All right. Whew. Well, uh, I guess we solved those ones, huh? Yeah, they seem pretty damn solved. Mm. Another problem bites the dust. <sighs> All right, well, I, um, like I said, my nerves are just completely shot, so I'm going to go uh, lie down, but I guess we'll, we'll be back, right, to solve more problems in the future? Yeah. Basically, like, as often as we can. Perhaps once every two weeks. I mean, that that sounds good to me. These problems, are, they're just going to keep mounting up, right? We're going to have to stay on top of them. Yeah. I mean, if those rabid dogs in the background are any indicator. Oh, my God. We got a lot of problems on the horizon. Uh, they add so much to my nerves. I, I told you to poison them. <laughs> I'm not going to make a I, joke about poisoning dogs. That's horrible. I mean, I keep trying to, but they keep surviving. Uh, I don't know. I think they're, they're trash dogs. They eat lots of trash. Makes them immune to all kinds of maladies. Future, evil future trash dogs. Uh, in, in, in the meantime, if, um, if, if people want to, like, send us, send us their, you know, problems that need solving that they found, or, like, just sort of, like, tell us how thankful they are for the problems we've already solved, is, is there a way that people can do that? Yeah, I, um... I've, I've recently created this little website, uh, just a little thing I like to call uh, twitter.com. Oh. Um, yeah, so you can just send, like, short, you know, character-limited messages at each other. But it's a good way to just kind of, like, keep in touch with, you know, lots of people at once. That, sound, that sounds really impressive. And uh, how, how would people reach out to us specifically if so many people are using the service that you made? Well... On this server, uh, I have this revolutionary new idea of everyone having, like, their own uh, user tag of, you know, a specific name that they've come up with. Mm. Um, And each of these have to be unique. That way, you know, it's like your online name. Sure, sure. You've got, like, your your regular name, like, your your sex name, um, your cult name. Then your online name. And your online name, yeah. Okay. So our actual uh, our actual online name is at hypocrisy. Okay, well that's that's easy to remember because that's the name of the podcast. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's real good. 
And and of course, I guess we we need to thank uh, Seth Boyer, right, for the use of our rockin' theme song. Yeah. Yeah, it's called We All Out Here from the album Get Wrecked. You can check that out on Bandcamp and throw money at Seth. Yeah, the rest of the album is also quite good, so Mm -hmm. go check it out. All right. All right, man. Well, um, this has been fun. I guess it's time to to try and shut down the old uh, Uh, Problem Tron 2000. Uh, Well, it seems to have rebooted from the ransomware, but I don't know. There's something weird about it. Um, Yeah, what am I supposed to do if it asks me if I want to play Thermonuclear War? really wants me to play Thermonuclear War. Well, I mean, I guess the only way to win is to play, right? So let's fire that baby up. Time to uh, turn off the Oh my goodness, let's make a War Games <laughs> reference. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, I think that should Sweet. slide in there. Boom. <laughs>